there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go, 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 go. It's Thursday night, it's the Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Guidi, delighted to say, joined by the Celtic legend Peter Grant, former captain, former assistant manager. And the man who won many trophies with the Parkhead Club. If you want to get through to Peter tonight on 0808 17 17 700, we're on in association with Macklin Motors. Plenty to talk about tonight. We'll look back on Scotland's 2-1 defeat in Turkey. Celtic this morning lost 2-1 over in Australia and to Sydney. And we'll also get Peter's thoughts on the current situation at Rangers with Giovanni Van Bronckbos. But first of all, Peter, Scotland, former assistant manager at Scotland as well. 2-1 defeat it was only a friendly game but some positives to take from it John McGinn got another goal Calvin Ramsey coming on to, to make his international debut so I'm sure that Steve would have got some things out of the 90 minutes I think there's no doubt if that, I've been there before Mark when a lot of players drop out but I think it's always an opportunity for other good players to come in and young Ramsey's got an opportunity his first cap and he's not had a great start to a Liverpool scenario because of injury but he's proven he's going to be a quality player and it's unusual we're getting a lot of hell of a good fullbacks now. You know what I mean? It's going to be a challenge for all these boys now. You'll be scared to be out the side now because there's a possibility you maybe lose it because of the, the quality that's coming in to replace you. And for John McGinn, he's now the sixth all-time highest goal scorer for international football with, with Scotland. He's got Kenny Miller and Ali McCoy in his sights. Still a bit to go to catch up on the slot and Kenny Dalglish. But what do you make of John McGinn and, and just how good is he, Peter? He's done tremendous. I've always said John's better with the game in front of him. I think he was better going on and attacking the game and having that freedom to do it. He's a lot of criticism down in England for his performances with Villa. I think that's a bit unfair because it depends what you're looking for and the type of player he is. The one thing John's got, he's got great guts. He's got great determination. His levels for Scotland has been fantastic, you know, in the respect of that. But don't put John, pigeonhole John as a certain type of player. People say he's not good at receiving. I always think he's better going. If the game's in front of him, John can make things happen. And he's done that. And I was unfortunate, I was at a, a duel last night. I never seen the game, but I heard his goal was outstanding. And to be fair, he's never let Scotland down every time he's pulled in a jersey. Well, let's hear Steve Clark's thoughts on John's goal. John's goal record, his assist record has been outstanding. Tonight was just all about John's tenacity and strength. The, the lad tried to foul him. Uh, how he stayed on his feet, I'm not quite sure, but... To then stay on your feet and get across the defender and, and to hit a strike like that was was good quality play for John and that gave us a chance in the game. Obviously made it a little bit more nervous for the for the Turkish side, but we couldn't get the equaliser. I suppose Steve Clark, the, the analysis there, uh, Peter, just a little bit of frustration, but as we say, they'll, they'll be happy to have been with some of the players and, and get that 90 minutes. Most definitely, as I said to you, it's a difficult time. The, the pleasing thing, it came so quick, the game. Mm -hmm. If it was two or three weeks down the line, 
these players maybe not the clubs maybe not allowing them to go because of the World Cup then they want to get back into this pre-season and that so he's fortunate enough the games came this quick I know he had the Celtic call-offs etc and some other boys called off at the weekend so it gives him a chance to do that and what it gives you as well you see the ones that want to come like a John McGinn who never lets himself down who wants to turn up all the time wants to perform all the time and that's what you're delighted for and you're hoping they get their rewards from it and I think any time as, as a young man when you get an opportunity to pull the jersey on for Scotland what an opportunity is because all the things you do at the club you're hoping you get that chance and for John it'd be a bit of relief as well because he has been getting a bit of criticism I thought he'd done well at the weekend against Brighton mm -hmm. I thought he'd done well they played in a more position that probably suits him better just allowing him to go and support that front man quicker mm -hmm. and he does that very well with Scotland and he got brought down for the penalty kick at the weekend as well so that shows you that's his strength and I think he's just been asked to do certain other jobs that maybe is not John's strengths and I think that's always difficult when you're asked to do a job but it's not your particular strength but you're willing to do that for the team and I think he's been caught out a wee bit with that people have pointed to the captaincy the one thing with John John's the same player whether he's got the captaincy or whether he's not got the captaincy he gives mm -hmm. you 100% whether it's good, bad or different he gives you 100% commitment and I just think people it's been an easy stick to hit John with at this moment in because let's be perfectly honest with you, if he wasn't with them they would have never got promoted that's mm -hmm. a fact and he's a big part of keeping them in the Premier League also so great credit to him so I'm pleased for the guys like him with his brother Stephen on last night and interesting enough it's just backing up what you said because Stephen gave us a great insight and he said that you and I Emery called John in for his first meeting and says to him I'm looking at your international numbers caps, goals, assists he says it's outstanding he says where is this coming from I think he's also saying you're doing this for Scotland why have you not got the same kind of numbers for Villa but you're right it's a different role isn't it with, with Scotland He's closer to the striker. Well, that's exactly what we thought when Big Alec was there. Mm -hmm. That's what we thought that was his game. It wasn't playing as the deep line one getting on the ball and being the playmaker. We thought, listen, he wants, he's got that energy, that power, let's go and use it. We know he could finish, he can hit the ball at a bomb, as you know. So we felt that was important for him. And he never let us down at any time. And he was a big player, and that's why we played him in that area, because we felt that's where you get the best from him. And even the simple thing like playing him on the right, if that if it's a three-man midfield or that number 10 position. I think, actually, that place he played for Villa the other day there, playing in there, you know, but just that freedom to go and support, but also the fact that he comes in in his left foot, he's got all the full pitches open. So playing on the left-hand side, sometimes you're narrowed down one channel, but he's playing on that side of it, the full pitch opens up for him. You know, and listen, he knows he's always got improving things. That's football players, you're always doing that to the day you stop playing, you know. But the one thing, as I say, it gets him by a million things is the guts he's got. He's never shied away from it. He's never shied away from the criticism. He's had the kicks in the teeth this year, being left out and whatever. But I think that tells you enough about his character. And you can't have enough of that because character is a massive, massive part to playing football today, especially with social media and that is. And if you don't have character and you look at that and you watch all these things, that it could put you under. Mm -hmm. And John's been the opposite. He's grown with it and I'm delighted he's done so well for Scotland again. Well, let's get John McGinn's take on the game last night. Tough game to start with, very difficult pitch. Took us a wee bit of time to adapt, Craig had pulled off a few good saves, but eventually we kind of got a foothold in the game and unfortunately, something we've become so so strong at, uh, defending set pieces, poor goal to lose and we're going at half time one down, um, we changed the shape, lost a, a poor goal, but we regrouped well and I, I think we finished the game as, as strong as what we could have and, and probably could have nicked a point, so a uh, point, it's a friendly draw. Probably could have taken a draw away, so uh, another huge learning curve for us. Um, great to see Calvin make his debut, and it shows we've got we've got young players coming through. Obviously, we don't want to lose. We were four unbeaten going into this, so uh, disappointing to lose. But we learned a lot tonight, and the next time we play, it'll be it'll be the real thing. So um, we'll learn from mistakes, and uh, and we'll certainly build from it. 
one thing that was coming through loud and clear last night as well Peter and Andy Robertson spoke about it in the build up to the game and we'll get a couple of clips from the guys as well now that the World Cup's just around the corner it kicks off on Sunday the realism the frustration the jealousy whatever you want to call it is kicking in that Scotland's not there are you feeling that too as a, as a absolutely supporter? I, mean, I keep saying that imagine waking up even now mm -hmm. myself I'm going to the gym in the morning and whatever it's teaming the rain and freezing cold and I'm thinking to myself what brilliant to be out and training in Qatar now just as a supporter or a coach or whatever watching the games so it's fantastic for these players and that's the aim and that's the hunger you've got to have playing for Scotland is to try and get to the European games you've got to try and get to World Cups because we were brought up, mate. I was fortunate during my time that Scotland were never, they were always in most tournaments, you know what I mean? And it was fantastic to watch and you were so excited. And it gave you the love for the football because as a young player, that's what you wanted to try and achieve. So we want to see our players playing in these stages and the only way you do that, obviously, is we winning games of football. And we're all jealous of it, you know, because I know there's a million things people talk about Qatar, but the bottom line is the players have just got to concentrate on the mm -hmm. football. The arenas are fantastic. And it'd be magic to be walking out to World Cup, you know what I mean? Absolutely magic. For any player, it's a dream. You know, and unfortunately for us, we've not done it often enough in the latter years. Let's get John McGinn's take on the fact that Scotland are not at the World Cup, unfortunately. The real um, feeling we've got going from this, it's hurt us this week. Uh, the preparation for the World Cup has not been involved. It's certainly a bit of a reality check for us to, to know that the next major tournament, we need to make sure that we're involved in that. And... The Scottish people are involved in the build-up and, and we create the same excitement that, that the Euros did. So um, we'll certainly hurt during this period and it will drive us on for March, certainly. OK, Thursday night on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. If you want to get through to Peter Grant, dial 0808 17 17 700. We've touched on Scotland. We're going to look at Celtic now in the next 10 minutes and we'll get Peter's take on Rangers. And if you want to call and speak to Peter, let me just warn you, He's in brilliant form now. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant form. He's just done Grado up like a kipper. Grado came in for a wee chat to the, the Go Radio Football Show boys and Peter's just left one on him. He's left a bit on Grado. Complimented him <laughs> in two doors down, let me say, but he's left a bit on him. I'm not going to give anything away. We'll let because Grado, he's a Rangers supporter. We'll, let, his <laughs> we'll let Crofty and Grado get into the breakfast show tomorrow morning if they want. We'll leave that up to Grado if he wants to divulge. But Granny got him like a good one, for sure. <laughs> right. Peter, uh, Celtic this morning over in Sydney. Of course, the, it's underway. They played Sydney and they lost to one Kyogo getting the goal for Celtic. Ange Postacoglu didn't hold back in his analysis of the game afterwards and said he, he wants better and he is demanding uh, better. Do you get where he's coming from? I do, but it's... I, th I think that's the standard he's trying to set and not make excuses and that's the way he's been since he came in the door so if they don't play well he doesn't try and make an excuse but I can honestly say I can make an excuse because we went to Brisbane when Tony was manager and for five days we were there or six days or something and I never slept for six of them so I know what it's like how tiresome it is your body's all over the place so the players you know two days ago how difficult it can be and I'm not making excuses maybe I've never seen the performance Um but it is very, very difficult, Mark. Let me tell you, and it's not easy to travel that distance. I know the manager won't look at that. and he'll, He wants that demand for guys that started who have not played a lot of games. And it's a bit unfair name as well because mm -hmm. we always say it week in, week out here. He's done that very well. Most of the players he's managed to use, he's changes them at a certain time, but especially the front men, the back four and the goalkeepers predominantly stayed the same. The midfield predominantly stayed the same to Callum disappeared. The front men have always got subbed around at about a certain time. And it's the same players that's been able to come on to keep that standard up. 
But the boys that played today have not played for a long time. Mm -hmm. Some of them, you know what I mean? And I, I, I feel a bit of sympathy for them that way, you know? And it's very unusual I'm like that with football players. But I can only talk from my own experience of the time we went. As a coach, I can remember saying to myself, thank God I'm not playing today because how uh -huh. my body felt. Yeah. You know, and I know Brisbane is obviously different from Sydney in the respect to that, but I found that really difficult. And I know Angie's probably putting that down because that is the standard, as I say, he set from day one and he doesn't want to make that excuse and give anybody an excuse. If they don't play well, he's just going to say they didn't play well. Yeah. That wasn't the standards we set. That's what we're expecting. Let's move on and let's get a better performance come against Everton. I suppose as well with him being back in his homeland he's wanting to put on a show that what he's doing at the football club how good Celtic are what a massive club they are etc 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 it'll be real disappointment won't it? Of course for everywhere you go especially it's like going back to your old club isn't it you mm -hmm. always want to perform you know that, that there is absolutely no doubt that you want to show people you've improved your team's exciting everybody's speaking about you people go away and talk about how well Celtic have played but he knows that people will be looking I mean Celtic supporters in Australia Thousands of them, thousands of them. And when we were over there, they're just so delighted to see you. But the circumstances, you know, I, I think you've got to look at it, the, the bigger picture. He wants to do well. He's on his home ground, as you say. He wants to be saying everybody raving about how well Celtic played. And he's wanting to make sure when they get against Everton, they pin a performance similar to that, you know, that, that they've shown back here. And if he can do that, he can come away with a smile on his face because I know the next few weeks, that's... This is probably the time to go the way he spoke about today because you're winning. You're at the top of the league. You're having a go at your players. Remember people used to say about the managers used to pick the best player out at half-time and nail him. And everybody would be wondering why is he nailing him? He's been our best player. But it was the manager's psyche. You know, he's saying, well, this is the standards we've set. We're at the top of the league but we'll need more the second part of uh -huh. the season when you come back. And I think that's what he doesn't want to drop off either. And of course... He wants to impress people when he's in Australia, playing against Everton, especially the English teams, you know, the Premiership, people going about the Premiership. I know all of the players, some of the players will be away from Everton, but he'll still want to put a performance on that so that they can show, well, hey, the Premier League up in Scotland, Celtic, Rangers and that can hold their own with anybody down here. So, and that's another thing for you. There's always that pride. And as you say, because he's back home, he's obviously wanted to do well. Now, Ange Postacoglu has never hinted that he wants to leave Celtic. He's never given any encouragement to speculation. He's been linked in the past few weeks with, with Brighton, with Wolves. The Japan national team, um, by all accounts, have, have made overtures to, to find out if he'd be interested. And I think he knocked it all um, in the head, basically saying he's not achieved what he wants to achieve with Celtic yet. Do you get the feeling that, that he is here for the for the long haul, Peter, that, that you know he does want to achieve much more? I've always said... It's very difficult, financially, I understand, but it's very difficult, you know, to get bigger clubs and manage bigger clubs. I always say, once you've managed Celtic, you can manage anywhere mm -hmm. because of the pressures that come with you. You know, the finances dictate that you can't get the best players and that's no disrespect to the boys that's there. So you can't get the best players. We all understand that. That's part of the remit. You can't... But if Celtic were in the Premiership, for instance, he wouldn't be going anywhere. That'd be one of the, the biggest, if not the biggest, outside Manchester United. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind of that. People can talk about Manchester City and Guardiola as a hero and whatever, but Celtic and that are bigger than all these clubs. Let's not be kidded. And I know people wonder why, and I talk about the, the fan base throughout the world. I'm looking at the Etihad, and people call it the Etihad, as you know, but they look at the, the Etihad and you think, with a team like that, if that was Celtic part, it's every seat would be bursting, you couldn't get enough people in the door. You know what I mean? And, that's when I talk about the size of it, you know, and the support you've got. And that's the thing that disappoints me. 
But unfortunately, that's people are leaving to go to no disrespect if I mention a Brighton or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's why they go because the bottom team in the English Premiership, we've spoken about it many times, is oh, 120 million they get, 130 million. <laughs> Went to Scotland, Scotland, two million. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's very, very difficult. Financially for the manager, you're talking about Graham Potter getting, they're talking about 12 millions a year. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's getting 12 million a year, five-year contract, it's not a bad contract. I'm sure Ange won't be on that at Celtic Park. So financially, the managers maybe have to look at it sometime. But I can see the things he says that he's not achieved. He'll want to win the treble. Mm-hmm. He'll want to be a Celtic manager that wins the treble. That's always the thing as a Celtic manager, to win the treble. People talk about Europe, brother. Win the treble. That'd be fantastic for him, and that's something he wants to achieve. Then could he be that manager that gets us in to, out the the section in the Champions League? That's that's another thing you can achieve. Is it possible? We don't know. We don't know. But they're the things he's got to try and achieve. I think there's one thing that probably the Celtic fans have picked up from from Postecoglou in the past eighteen months is when he says something, they tend to believe him. You know, I don't think he's a kind of guy that, that says something for the sake of it to, to tick a box and to appease people. He seems genuinely honest. When he says something, he tends to see it through. I think he's been brilliant in his press conferences. You can you can see he waits and he listens to the question and he answers that question. And he answers it whether he's cheeky with it, a bit of tongue-in-cheek makes a bit of laugh with it, or he just hammers you back, you know what I mean? Because it's a silly question. Because sometimes they've already answered the question and mm-hmm. the guys ask him because they've already wrote it down. And I think he's very much aware of that. So he plays the game in the respect of that. He answers the question. He goes into a wee bit of, It's not just a straight back yes or no. He goes into a wee bit of detail. This is what we have to try and achieve. This is what we have to try and do. This is, And that's what I'm saying. Is that the psychology even in this game? Saying that the standards were below where we are? It's just letting the players know we've not achieved anything. Mm-hmm. We have to keep winning. We have to go and set the standard. And he's not going to give them excuse of tiredness of travel because that'd be easy. I'm giving him that. But that would be easy to do that. But he's not giving them that because he knows the standards. Right, we've got to demand that all the time. No matter the circumstances, we've got to demand that. And he's very, very good with the press. I think he's been brilliant for it. You know, and, and to be fair, and people go on, we'll talk about Rangers later, but you talk about Van Bronckers, I think he's been very good. I think the two of them have been excellent yeah. the way they talk to the press. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about the game and they talk about the understanding of it. One point before we go to the break and then we'll go on to Rangers. The gap is now nine points at the top with Celtic beating Ross County, Rangers drawn at St Mirren. There's now nine point gap, Peter. Is the title race over? Yes. Because it's cut and dried is that? Yeah, because I just think Celtic have got the players. I've said that about the squad. I, I said it at the start of the season. That That's what I go on. Because if Celtic injuries, they can deal with it. Rangers have proven they've had injuries and they can't deal with it. And that's the big difference. Okay, if you want to get through to Peter Grant, he said the title race is over. Celtic fans, do you agree with Peter? Rangers fans, do you want to have your say? Is there still a way back under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst or do you want change at the club? You can call us on the Go Radio Football Show on 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's Thursday night on the Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Guidi, delighted to say joined by Peter Grant. And we've just had another one of the breakfast show hosts popped into the studio, Granny. Word the spread <laughs> I was and sure, I was in. making sure I never said anything this time. I don't want two of them waiting me outside. Uh, <laughs> the boys are getting ready, crofting they're getting ready for the big bash on Monday. It sounds like a belter. Don't miss that. Okay, Peter. What's your take on Rangers? As we mentioned there just before the break, you've said the title race is over. Celtic are nine points clear. What do you think of the current situation with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? He is still in charge at Rangers and it looks as though 
that the, the Rangers board are going to stand by him? I think he should, still should be manager and I know people will be saying that yeah you're saying that as a Celtic man whatever blah 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 no because I think he deserves the opportunity and the reason I'm saying that is if they've got an injury list of 10 players and you'd probably say 8 of them would be in the team mm-hmm. that's as far as much as I would go and one of their main players at the start of the season uh, Lawrence is not involved you've had Hadji that out for mm-hmm. most of most of the time he's been there anyway so all these players if the full squad was available then I'd probably have a different, a completely different scenario. And I've been there as a manager, I know what it's like when you've got top players who are missing, you've got an 18-year-old playing at centre-back, and no matter what level you're at, you'll tell me whatever, anywhere else in the world an 18-year-old's playing with any of the top teams in Champions League at centre-back. Because it's a position, you need experience and the respect of that and know-how. And that's when you're playing with another experienced player. It's been two young boys, a midfielder, been playing at centre-back. Sense. You know? So it's very, very difficult. So I, I'm taking the manager's side on this respect. He's had a lot to do with Morella's situation, you know, and I think people are seeing that now. That the manager, he was really getting into one of the biggest games, the European game, and he had to leave him back home. Mm-hmm. That, that's the soul destroying as a manager, you know. What would you do with Morelos in, in, in January? If you, you know, just, for me, do do? I'd have probably lost my job because I know how stubborn I can be. I'd be that finished. If he's letting the team down and the club down, I think that's the most important thing because can I trust him again when he, if he's done what he's supposed to have done and what we've seen since? For me, I'd have probably said, no, well, listen, he's got to go. But I understand Rangers' situation because at that particular time, everybody was saying he was worth X, Y and Z. So I can understand the reasoning behind that. But for me, I'd have found that very, very difficult because I'm going into one of the biggest games, a European, to qualify for the Champions League the amount of money it was at stake, everything, and he was unprofessional. That's for me is unforgiven. You're paid to be the best, it's the best job in the world, bar none. Bar none, and I keep saying it, anybody says anything again, you're getting trained to keep yourself fit, to play with your club with 50,000 people singing your name week in, week out, and you don't do the one thing you're asked to look after yourself and prepare properly. That's all you're asked. Because when you're in a football club, people think, you're their player for 24-7. And that's why I say you've got to be professional 24-7. No matter if you're late, we can let our hair down now and again for sure. But there's times and places for it. But they were going into the Champions League game and the managers got to leave him behind. I found that so difficult. And it's very difficult for Gio then, you know, in the respect of that because he's got Kolak who's done fantastically well for him goals-wise. But if he gets injured, you've got Roof out, mm-hmm. you know, you've got Hadji, you're playing midfielders near enough up there. You know, they sort of had to keep him on side, didn't they? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a really difficult position for the manager. You know, and that's why I've got a lot of sympathy. If all these boys were fit and they were getting the same results, then there'd be a completely different question getting asked. Because I know myself, I've lost four, drew seven, lost my job at Dunfermline. I'm not going for the Champions League. But I lost my job because I never won games of football, so you understand that. So that's fine, that's life. You know, you've got to go on with it. But I felt for them, especially when you're at a club like Rangers or Celtic, that is the demand that's on you to win. So how are you going to win? You need your best players available. You know, you need your best players being professional, ready for every single game. And Rangers, unfortunately for them, have not done that. And more so, unfortunate for Gio. OK, if you want to get through to Peter Grant on the Go Radio Football Show, you can get him on 0808 17 17 700. That is a number dialed by Regan. How are you doing, Regan? I'm, I'm doing OK, thank you very much. Hi, Regan. Uh, 
Pierre, you doing? I've just got two points for you, right, Pierre. Um, uh, Mark and Stephen were talking last night about James saying that Celtic have signed a centre back from Japan in January, do, and you worked with James at uh, 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 down England, uh, Peter. Do you think that means the end for James at Celtic then? Well, it's interesting to retain Mo on loan, and I can understand that because he was out, he was at Lorient, and he's he was out, he's out on loan at this moment in time. I think he's done well. I still see parts of his game that he should be better at the more aggressive defending which you have to do but I th- a lot of his games have been very very good and I think he's what he's done a little bit from different from Starfield on that side of the pitch he uses the ball with his left foot so it allows Celtic to play quicker where Starfield sometimes goes across the back of the pitch and Celtic don't play forward and it allows teams to get set up a little bit I felt at times especially at places like Livingston I thought that's they were too slow in their build up that way but then I seen Starfelt when they beat them last season at the end of the season the first time for a long time he played forward quickly so I think I was like a natural left sider but I think Mo has done enough to get an opportunity to stay at Celtic whether that is going to be financially viable what they've got to pay for him what his wages are all this sort of stuff and he's only young he's a young man and I think he's going to just improve under this manager and I think that's the thing the secret is have you got a manager and coaches that can improve you and I think at this moment in time with the demand of the Celtic support to try and win things and his performances, yeah. I think he definitely deserves to stay there. But I think at Celtic, you know, listen, Regan, week in, week out, in our day, you could get signed every single day. And I don't know many central midfield players come in to replace me. They've only come in to replace Paul. You know, but I, used to, but I used to shake their hand and say to them, all the best in the reserves because I'm not moving. You know, sort of thing. And that's what you've got to show. You've got to show that wee bit. Well, I'm wanting to stay in this team. You know, and you've got to show that guts and it's up for Moritz and he's got the quality, he's got that in him to stay at Celtic and be a Celtic centre-half. There is no doubt in my mind of that. But he knows he keeps got to keep improving. Peter, just so, uh, just to get a point from, from Peter on um, this, Regan, has there roughly been a fee mentioned what it might take to make the deal permanent? A, a rough valuation? No, I've not seen anything about that. The, 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 well, hopefully the good thing was he was out the team in France. So I'm hoping that it's not going to be such a value but he's done well and he's done well in the Champions League there's only been one or two incidents that he's made errors but I think most of his even his Champions League performances have been very good for a young man and it's totally yeah. different playing for Celtic Regan the pressure that's on you that, uh, and he's handled that very well because I was interested to see how both him and Matt because they were fantastic young men you know but coming to play for Celtic and I said that many times Celtic and Rangers is a different animal the expectation that's on you to perform week in week out you know and I think they've handled it exceptionally well as I say Moritz has had his moments but he's recovered from them and I think he's only going to get better I'm really impressed with him but even on the right hand side I think if you talk about the likes Carter Vickers gets injured Mo plays comfortably on the right hand side because that's what his natural side is so it gives you that benefit it doesn't matter what comes in and you've got to have a squad and that's what I think the difference of talking about Rangers people saying they think the, the title's over that's the reason I think the title's over because I think Celtic have a bigger squad a better squad that if they get injuries Celtic can handle them and if I've got two or three centre-backs or four centre-backs if I get injuries I'm bringing in quality to replace them and I think that's the difference with Celtic and Rangers at this moment in time Regan would you like to see Maurice Jens become a, a permanent transfer? I, I mean I definitely think he's a player that I would uh, try, uh, try and sign up because he's like Peter said there, Mark, he's doing very well. And um, I think that uh, Peter will know this as well. 
me a big club. Uh, it's important to have as many good players as possible in so many positions. I think that's what Jens does. Because if you look at uh, Vickers, see, see at the start of the season, Vickers was injured and now uh, Jens came in and done very well. Okay, and your second point for Peter? My, my, my second point, Peter, was around whereabouts do you think Celtic will strengthen and do you think they'll strengthen because now you said the title is finished, do you think that the Celtic board would have that same uh, feeling because maybe it's, maybe they, they were thinking they'll go in uh, seven points ahead but now it's three, now it's nine, and nine points, do you think they'll have the same thing that you said on the football show tonight that the title was uh, finished? No, I don't think they will come out and the manager won't come out and the players won't come out and I'd do the exact same as myself. I'm talking as a supporter and what I see looking yeah. at both clubs, that's what I can see. That I just think with Celtic with the amount of players they have available on the bench, forget the starters, the boys that's on the bench and some of the boys that's not stripping, I think Celtic are so much stronger. You know, and plus you're stronger and you're nine points already. I think that's the big difference. And for me, I think this window is always difficult, Regan. You know, this window, no matter what club you are, because you're getting some days either not in a football club, uh, uh, sorry, in the team at their football club. So they're not getting a game at this moment in time. Is it going to be somebody for Ange knows for down in Asia? I don't know. And maybe that's the ones you think can improve yeah. them. And that's maybe something you'll look at. But this is, as I say, it's a very, very difficult window. Celtic can go through this window and it wouldn't concern me if they didn't bring anyone in. It wouldn't concern me because I think they've got enough players to see this league over. And if they thought it's better to prepare for the new one coming, that's what I would do if it was. I had to sit tight and say, well, we can't get Abe, or this was our plan to get him, but we can't get him just now. I wouldn't go and just buy someone in just to fill the shoes. I think it's important yeah. that you're bringing in someone that you feel could be a starter for you because then, that's what we're talking about, then the boys in the team it's already at this moment in time, then they don't switch off. They know they've got to go and try and win the league and they get the performances from each other because they're pushing each other all to start to play. I want to stay in the team when the trophies are getting hung out or the cup finals come up, you know, or it's the day we win the championship or whatever. That's what I want to be playing in. And as I say, the environment on the training ground and that's what I feel, and I'm talking about Van Bronckhorst earlier, he's not had that because of the amount of injuries have. You look at Celtic's bench and the ones yeah, that's that starting and the one, it must be so competitive on the training ground. And that's what you yeah. try and do with the quality you bring in. And I think if you're bringing people in, especially Celtic at this moment in time, if they're bringing anyone in, they have to be better than the starters they have. Not the substitutes they have, they have to be better than the starters because then all the other players sit up, go, we better perform here. And then that's when you end up winning trophy after trophy because all the best teams in the world, you notice that Manchester City, if they win a league, they go and sign Haaland, all these sort of things. And that's what the best teams do. And I know Celtic's not at that level, but that's what you've got to try and aim to do. Bring better than what you have. And I don't know if that's yeah. going to be available in this window. Regan, would you be concerned if Celtic didn't sign anyone in, in general? It's a great point that Peter makes. And I think Ange Postacoglu is the type of guy that won't just sign somebody for the sake of it. He won't allow that to happen, will he? No, I don't think I would be, Mark, but I think I would like to see another striker because Kyogo and Jack and Marcus are quite injury-prone, Mark. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, an idea that Andy were looking at because you look at when Alfredo Morelos got injured for Rangers this time last year, he was out for the majority of the back end of last season. Mm -hmm. That's what cost Rangers the title, and I think that if Kyogo gets injured, that could be the only possibility that I think that could stop from winning that uh, 
this uh, Scottish t- uh, title because I think she'll do well, uh, well on course, like Pia says, with that nine point uh, going into the World Cup. Any any names in mind, Regan, in terms of a, a number nine? Because you think of the club, you know, financially they, they, they are in a very healthy position. So I suppose if the manager identifies somebody at a few million quid, that the funds should be there to go and try and get the deal done. Um, no, no, um, I thought you were going to say Haaland What to get your guys' thoughts on it because I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago um, uh, on a podcast but I'd quite like to see Celtic go and get Steve Devlin from from the place from Australia and plays for Robbie Wilson side Devlin the plays in midfield I think he's only 23 and uh, I, think, I think he's Australian and I think that's someone that I could develop. I don't know what you think, Mark. And, yeah. Can we Devlin, Pete, would you go for him? I think he's done exceptionally well. You know, I, but as I say, it's an area of the pitch at this moment in time, you'd be thinking, well, Hearts won. I'm not going to let him go at this moment in time through this period. Uh, but it's something you would definitely keep an eye on. The manager, I'm sure, knows him very well, an Australian. Um, but as you say, it's getting that quality and I think you have to get players that you think are going to come into your team and stay in your team. And as you say about strikers, I understand that. But the way, it's slightly different now to the time we played because we always played with two strikers. So if I had only two strikers, was Kyogo and Giacomacchus, I'd be a bit concerned if he was playing the two mm-hmm. and starting with them all the time. But because one's on the bench and one's starting, that gives you a wee bit of benefit from that, you know. As you say, you bring a third one in and he's better than them. You're thinking, oh, I could be causing a problem for myself yeah. here. And you have to be careful. It's keeping, it's not just managing the team. You've got to manage the group all the time. Yeah, and that's true. what managers have got to do. You've got to make sure that, I don't mean upsetting because it's all about you winning games of football, but you want to keep that spirit that they've got, you know. And Jack and Marcus knows if Kyogo's playing, and you've seen them when both of them have come on, whoever started, the other one's come on and been done very well and got a great attitude to it. And I've noticed that about the Celtic substitutes. They all seem to have a fantastic attitude when they come on and you want to maintain that. What you don't want us to do is bring three or four in and then all of a three or four of these guys that are on the bench, all of a sudden, they're sitting with their suit on on a Saturday. Yeah. All of a sudden then it's not, the camaraderie's not there because if you're going to, I think, if you're going to do that, you have to be getting rid of some. Mm-hmm. that's the thing yeah. you have to be saying I need to get them out because I don't want that experience sitting in the stand because it's unfair name but also I don't want that negativity which he's managed fantastically well I must admit he's been very fortunate that he's got he's a great group of players that all seem to respond whether they're on the bench or starting I think Brendan Rodgers made that point as well didn't he? a few years ago when he was asked about a third striker Dembele maybe a young Edward at the time and he said no oh. the way teams play now there is only one striker so do we really need a third one unless it was somebody exceptional you don't see the point and it is a great point There's no again it goes back to that point there's no point in doing it for the sake of it absolutely 100% and I think as Celtic supporters you, you always want your team to improve you always want to have a signing because the supporters love a signing and seeing how good they are and whatever especially quality and I think the manager we've got to accept that what he does so far he's been spot on the way he's recruited in the respect of that the players he's brought in and the way he's balanced his team he's brought the, the players for the right positions who play the right positions and You've got Moy now who looks a lot fitter. That, that's probably an area I'd have looked at because if you thought you lose Callum mm-hmm. and it was a problem, I think Moy now looks fitter during that. He's had more game time. You know, he's got the World Cup, so he's going to be playing in that, hopefully. That he's going to have more legs because he's got that game time during the World Cup, whether it's three games or whatever or more. 
So he's coming back, you're hoping fitter without any injury. And that, he's had games in his legs and I think he needed that and he's proven that and I think the last few weeks he's done very well. So if he wouldn't have been playing games, it's a nary I'd probably looked at because it was very, very difficult to replace Callum. But I think at this moment in time, I'd be quite comfortable if he never managed to sign anyone. OK, thanks for that call. Regan, you get through to Peter Grant and the Go Radio Football Show in association with Macklin Motors, 0808 17 17 700. Before we go to the break, just to ask you one thing. Apart from Haaland, do you have anybody in mind that they might be able to get that's realistic? Is there a number nine that you think, you know what, I'd like to see him at Celtic Park? It's very difficult because I said to you, there's guys in the Championship that you would take, but they're so expensive, mm-hmm. you know, but you wouldn't even get them in the Championship. You know, you've got the boy Gorkis who's doing very well at Coventry and people will be thinking, well, Gorkis, but he's aggressive, he's got a good touch on him and you're thinking, he's playing at Coventry. But they'd be looking for an arm and a leg for him. And you wouldn't get me this time. You know, so there's guys that score goals. I watch who's scoring goals. I've always had a habit of doing that because you've been involved in the game. So there's always people scoring goals that you think will improve all the time. But it's very, very difficult at this moment in time to push on and push on. But I think players will come through that will be surprised at. And I don't think the manager will push the ball in this window. I really don't. I think unless it's something special, I think he'll sit with what he's got. OK, we're on the Go Radio Football Show with Mark Guidi and Peter Grant. If you want to get through to us, you can on 0808 17 17 700 and you can join us after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go, 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 go. It's Thursday night, it's the Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Guidi, delighted to say joined by Peter Grant. If you are wondering, I'm sure you are. Paul Cooney is on a well-earned break. Good for Paul to get away for a few days. Peter and recharge just before the second half of the season. I'm not sure it's well earned. <laughs> <laughs> he's listening, mate. He's listening. I know he's, he's probably listening. Probably listening, sitting in the sun. You know, having a nice breakfast. Not if you're sitting out here in the team in rain, freezing cold. That's why I'm a wee bit jealous. <laughs> if you want to get through to Peter Grant, 0808 17 17 700. We've talked about Scotland, the 2 1 defeat in Turkey last night. We've talked about Celtic. The 2-1 defeat this morning in Sydney and we've also spoken about Rangers. Peter reckons that the title race is over already. The Celtic nine points ahead. We did touch on Alfredo Morelos a few moments ago, Peter. He's been linked this morning with, with Fenerbahce. He seems to get constantly linked with, with moves and has done in the, the four or five years that he's been at Rangers. He is entering into the final six months of his contract. Can you see him going in January? Do you think there'll be a willingness from Rangers to sell him? you think he'll just want to sign a pre-contract and run it down and go on a free which obviously enhances his own um, financial package or option three do you think he'll sign a new deal with with Rangers? I think maybe the option three is the only option he's maybe going to have you know if Rangers want him because I think Rangers have been really disappointed I'll I'll look at the supporters I'll listen to the supporters talking I've got friends that's Rangers supporters and they talk about how disappointed they've been with him they were very critical of me being critical of him at the time and I think it's come home to roost in the respect of that and I hate doing that you know that I don't like doing that with football players mm-hmm. but I think there's a time you've got to say hold on a minute you're giving the manager the criticism this is a player that's been told to keep yourself fit score the goals for us and then get your move wherever you want to go and I said in the summer time that too many agent talk every time the, the summer came it was always about talking him leaving he doesn't realise how big a club he's at yeah. in the respect of that so if there's the, the thing that will keep him at the club if there was Fernabachi were interested in this window the thing that will keep him at the club is Gio's lacking another striker mm-hmm. 
I think he's lacking another striker than anyone. I think Kolak's the only one that's available for him because what I've seen Imarello's playing, he's been really disappointing. He's been well, well off the pace. The games I've seen, and obviously I'm listening to supporters now watching it and they're saying the exact same thing. So there's a big disappointment from them. But the problem is then, if you do let him go, and Kolak's had a slight injury that he misses, obviously, the games, you don't know how bad that is. You have to maybe have a replacement to come in even now at this moment in time. Um, and I, I look at it and I, it's, it's such a conundrum for the manager and that's why I think as supporters I understand the way they look at it but as a manager I understand the conundrum he's under if I get rid of him I've got one striker who's just picked up an injury he's missed the last or oh, missed the next two games or whatever it was before the, the World Cup was there and you're looking at it and it's such a precarious position they're in I'm saying that the league's over for that reason because I don't think they have that backup you know on the bench for numerous positions Um but for me, I think it's time for Rangers to get rid of him anyway. Um, whether it's the summertime, I wouldn't I wouldn't be offering him a new contract. Absolutely not. Just take the best bid you can in January and, and say cheerio. Well, whether it's January, I can understand the reason he'd probably keep him in January, but even if he goes in the summertime, I think it'd be, thanks very much, well done, appreciate the time you were here, and move on. I think that, that that's what I would be looking for if I was in the manager position strong enough to do that. Because... You've got to abide with the board in the respect of that. They maybe think, oh, we've got a player worth X, Y and Z. I don't think he's anywhere near worth. I never did. And I'm not being disrespectful. I never did think when they were talking about the 20 millions, I never ever thought he was anywhere near that. They be perfectly honest with you. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. Um, and I just look at him now and how much he's let the manager down, the supporters down, the club down in a time of need. And I think that's when people show their true character and he's not been there whether it's been for the supporters, the manager, he's not been there for them. So the only problem is, in this window, can you afford to get rid of him? But I would definitely be making sure he's out the door come the summer. Barry Ferguson has said on, on the show that he reckons, you know, if Rangers got a bid, you know, it might just be a million quid or something like that, they would need to, to look at it. I mean, what do you do in that, in that circumstance, Peter, if you're losing a guy who is capable of getting you goals, he is a quality striker when he wants to be, um, how do you how do you how do you weigh that up the the money against the, the the attitude and just you know potentially getting a problem out the building? I try and put it another way, and I, I look at myself and I watch the game in the weekend against St Mirren, and if I'm going to scout the game, I've got no interest in Morellas then watching him the way he's going about the pitch, you know, on the pitch his performance. So if I'm looking for a striker at any club I'm at, I'm not taking Morellas on that performance. And I've not seen him enough of him in any other performances, whether it's five, six times he's come on or whatever. I've not seen enough of him. People can talk about yesteryear. That's easy. It's at this moment in time, you know, and he's not performed enough. He's, he's not got the value. And Barry knows much better than me. He's a Rangers man through and through. He knows exactly what's expected at that football club. I know exactly what's expected at Celtic Football Club, the standards that's expected to be made and what you've got to do every single day. There's no way he's done that. And that's what I feel for the manager. And I feel for the supporters because at the end of the day, they're paying good money to see their best players. Mm -hmm. And their best players have not been there for them. He's not been... They've supported him and he's not supported them. Mm -hmm. And that's for me, tells you enough about the player's character. And that's why, if I was a manager, I'd be desperate to get rid of him in January. Me, mm -hmm. personally. But I know the problems a manager can have because, one, are you allowed? Are you going to get the offer? And... 
what have you got available to bring someone in because you definitely need another striker if he goes, if not two at this moment in time or unless some of the injuries are come back but in that, I don't know, Roof's had so many injury problems mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking to me, Roof and him there is a, a fit Roof or a fit Morelos for me has always been Roof Kimar Roof on Giovanni, we'll, we'll touch on him again it's, it's day six now, a lot of Rangers supporters a lot of people in the media that probably thought that he would have been gone by now um, the only kind of dialogue there's been has been from from Holland one of the top journalists over there Marcel van der Kran who I know is in the know I'm not saying necessarily with the Rangers board but he is in the know with everybody in Holland he is absolutely well connected and when he says something 99 times out of 100 he's, he's spot on he's saying that Giovanni believes that he will be the manager um, put your manager's hat your coach's hat on Peter if you're Giovanni, would you like the club to come out and say something in public? Does it concern you that there's not been anything said, or do you, do you just go and crack on and, and you know just report back in time for for Hibs in December the fifteenth? I think Geo, there's always a concern when you lose a game. If you're at Celtic or Rangers manager, it's difficult. You lose two games, it's difficult. You're nine points behind your rivals, and I've been there mm-hmm. as a player, so I know what our manager. Was, I knew what I was going through as a player because I was a supporter. And I knew what it was like, the difficult time. And I keep going back to it. We had some good performances under Tony, some not so good, obviously. But the night we get beat with St Mern, we deserve to get sacked for that performance. Never mind anything else. Forget everything else. Because that's not expected as a Celtic manager or coaches and staff. So we deserve, that's fine. I've no problem with that. You, you can learn to live with that. And it was a big disappointment, obviously, because that's your dream. But for Gio and that, Gio and that will be working their socks off, trying to put preparation in affordability as I say players out there the concern for the manager is if he's maybe been told with the board listen you're going to be the manager when we come back for the World Cup fantastic you know yes you're maybe right and, and some manager will come out after the board have backed him well I wish they wouldn't come out and back me let's just go on as if nothing's happened and I know that's not the case supporters want to know is he going to be the manager yes the way goes Celtic are nine clear I think he maybe needs that bit of support now to say Gio's going to be the manager. When we come back after the World Cup, he's going to be the manager. He's going to be the one that we're looking to to finish the season very strongly. Hopefully some of the injuries are going to come back for us. Blah, blah, blah. And make the, the second half of the season stronger. It's also as well, you know, putting a message like that out. I mean, we'll focus a lot on Morelos tonight. But, you know, collectively, there's a lot of the Rangers players that have to be good enough. Good enough. Otherwise, they wouldn't be nine points behind Celtic by, by mid-November. Would that also send a clear message to the players? By the way, you're on a wee break now, but you come back ready to go with this manager, ready to give your all for the club. And as you say too, for the supporters, who have shelled out for their season tickets, shelled out £180 for their Champions League three-game package. So everybody get ready. There's not a change of manager coming. This is the guy that we are backing and you as the players better get on board with it. 100%. And I don't see the reasons why they wouldn't be backing him, the manager. Listen, the manager picks the players. And listen, I think, when you talk about Steven Gerrard, I think tactically he's been better. That's me. When I watch games... Gio's better than Stephen. When I watch the tactical... Right. Because in European games, he's been able to change it. Stephen had some great results, but I think tactically, it wasn't the same. You know, you could watch and You know the Dutch like to play the 4-3-3 because they've all been brought up in that. But he'd adjust that. He dropped his back three. We need all the players available. He's not had the opportunity to do that in any games because he's not had enough players. He's not had enough of his quality players available. So, I'm very much on the manager's side here because of that respect. And I think, as I said earlier, if he'd all these players available, I'd be judging them different. Say, well, listen, he said all these players available. They, they've not played. They've not played well enough. There's obviously something not right. You know, maybe they're going to look somewhere else. But we understand that. 
supporters look at the results and I understand that and I understand from my own as I said many times if you're not winning games of football you're always under pressure with an expectation if you're second to Celtic in the league you're under massive pressure always because there is no second when it comes to Celtic and Rangers you have to be number one and that brings the added pressure to go with it I'm hoping he survives it because I think he deserves that opportunity to see his players available I think there's been a lot of backing he's kept his mouth shut but it'd be easy for him to come out and critical and say we've no spent this or we've no spent that we've got all the Champions League money blah blah he's never said that once he's taken full responsibility I think he spoke very very well to the press probably the time he's seen the gap the way he said it after the Ajax game about the gap and we can't do that I think cup ties for one game you can there's an opportunity for one game you can win a cup tie Celtic what was it 28% possession against Barcelona and won the game mm-hmm. so that can happen yeah. so you don't give excuses that way and I think that's the only time that's been a negative press conference with him the rest of the time I think he spoke very well but there's always a pressure on the Celtic Rangers manager to be number one and number one only we're into the final minute of the show it's been brilliant we're only on to six o'clock tonight we'll be back tomorrow and I'll be in the company of Barry Ferguson Peter World Cup starts on Sunday it's in Qatar Qatar Ecuador opens up who's your tip to win the World Cup and why we're in the last 45 seconds believe it or not I think England's got a right good chance and that's killing me <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping Argentina I'm hoping Argentina for Messi because I think he deserves it For his, it's been an honour and a privilege to live through his career watching him play so I'd love Argentina to win it but I think England are getting in here. It's the first time I've not heard them going with all this expectation to win it. We're bringing it home and all these things. And I just think, hmm, maybe that little bit less pressure has helped them. I'm hoping I'm 100% wrong. I'm hoping it's Argentina. But I've you got... still get your house in England? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Brilliant. Peter Grant, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure on the Go Radio Football Show tonight. It's been Thursday evening. We've had a jam packed programme. Thanks for your calls. Thanks for all your comments on the socials. And we'll be back tomorrow night. I'll be in the company of Barry Ferguson. Speak to you then. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers. Across Scotland. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.